Yes, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, this your boy G Pap coming in on G Pappy Sports, and I'm here with you, man. Make sure you follow, subscribe to G Pappy Sports on all social media platforms and podcasting platforms. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we are halfway through the NBA season. We just had a high-scoring all-star affair where the East came out on top. Uh, Damian Lillard was MVP, hitting half-court shots. Tyrese Halliburton was the hometown guy, you know, hitting ha- logo shots. And, you know, so we're here. So now we with part two starting tomorrow or today, depending on when this podcast drops, the second half of the NBA season. So what can we expect? What is going? What is going to happen? What are these teams going to feel like? Who's hot? Who's not? Who's got pressure to win and who don't? Well, I'm just going to, you know, break it down just a little bit. I ain't going to talk too, too, too long. But, you know, I'm going to start with the Eastern Conference. I'm going to start with uh, one of the most talked about teams in the NBA. <clears throat> the Boston Celtics, who has high expectations, who has... NBA championship caliber expectations. They're sitting at 43 and 12. They have an MVP front runner who was fifth, what, two weeks ago and jumped all the way up to number one, possibly number two. And Jason Tatum averaging 27.2 points per game, 8.6 uh, rebounds per game. And he's out there doing the game. He got Jalen Brown behind him averaging 22, 4 and 3. And Porzingis 20 and 6. <clears throat> My thing about the Celtics is we seen the Celtics in the finals two years ago. You know, they wasn't ready. They was probably still a little young. Now two years of, you know, matured people done left. Marcus Smart done left. Players done came. Drew Holiday, uh, Pazingis. And you still have Jalen Brown. You still have Jason Tatum. Them are the two players that's going to get the Boston Celtics where they need to go. But I'm not sure. I'm not so sure. Boston is ready yet. I know a lot of people say that, but I just have thoughts right now. The Eastern Conference, to me right now, is in, is in a loophole. Of course, Boston is the front runner in the East, but I was a Milwaukee fan until the Doc Rivers situation, and now I feel like that Doc situation can really impact the Greek Freak and Damian Lillard because they have to win now. You know, Doc Rivers ain't got his job for no five years. They probably giving him two, three years. If he ain't getting no results in two to three years, he probably gonna be bounced up out of there. Which I'm kind of mad he kind of took this job, especially in the middle of the season. You know, you just on ESPN. There's a lot going on. Probably could have took a little more time. You know, it's a lot of pressure. Then you come out and you know say things like should have waited till after the All Star break. But now it's too late. So now you gotta you know. Accept what you accept. This is Damon Lillard's first season with the Greek Freak. Greek Freak doing his thing. Damon Lillard, you know, he'd be playing up and down, but he just won MVP. So hopefully they go in to the second half with some momentum. And now it's another team I'm here to talk about. The team that I thought last year was going to do some damage, but they got bounced out the first round by the New York Knicks. The Cleveland Cavaliers, man, sitting at 36-17, and 17, led by Donovan Mitchell, superstar, averaging 28 points per game. Anywhere, anytime, any place, your boy is gonna ball. He got Darius Garland backing him up, average at eighteen and six. Then they had the Twin Towers with Jared Allen and Mobley. You know they got little pieces around them. You know Dean Wade, Calvis Levert. 
and some other few sparks, man. But I feel like I've seen this already with Cleveland Cavaliers. I had expectations last year with them. They got bounced out the first round. They didn't know how to play small ball. So maybe this year it could be something different. You know, maybe they realize, you know, they can switch it up. You know, they don't have to play the Twin Towers all the time. Sometimes they can play one in and one out. And, you know, the Donovan Mitchell just do what he do. You know, I know Darius Garland took a step back because, you know, two years ago, he was the guy on the Cleveland Cavaliers. Now Donovan Mitchell was there. Not knowing how long Donovan Mitchell is going to be there. But Cleveland Cavaliers, man, they look good on paper. But like I said, I've seen this last year. So I don't know how this is going to really end or how this is going to really, you know, turn up when they get into the playoffs. Because like I say, all these teams look good right now. But when it gets to the playoffs, things change, man. You know, the, the tempo gets slow. You got to, you know, you're taking less shots. You know, less players, you're getting more minutes. So, you know, the error for margin is slim. So, I'm going ahead and kick it down to the West Coast right quick. You know, cap on the little teams on the uh, Western Conference right now. You know, my favorite team right now in the Western Conference, who I've been a big fan of for the last few years, man, the L.A. Clippers, man. I You know, ever since the Kawhi Leonard and the Paul George United, I feel like they got to get one. I just feel like they got to get one. I don't know if it's, if it's not enough pressure on them or if it's too much pressure or just because the up and down, the injuries and a lot going on, you know, it's been kind of delaying it. But right now, the Cleveland, I mean, the L.A. Clippers are looking good. Nobody talks about the James Harden trade. We know James Harden was moving left and right and doing all this, complaining, doing all this, but the brother ain't missed the game. He out there orchestrating the offense. He got PG on the side doing his thing, Kawhi Leonard doing his thing. He's actually smiling and talking junk and showing some type of emotion. And then the biggest threat of it all, I ain't even going to talk about Norman Powell, sixth man of the year candidate. The brother won the ring with your boy Kawhi in Toronto. So they already have championship experience with it. But the Russell Westbrook experiment, man. For him to come off the bench, which I kind of said it, it was going to either be him or James Harden come off the bench. Man, there's nothing wrong with coming off the bench. You know, players and, you know, society, you know, make it seem like it's a problem coming off the bench. Look at Clay Thompson. You know, he go one game off the bench since his rookie year. He dropped 35. But people don't understand. Look at players that done did it off the bench during the years. The Jamal Crawfords, the Lou Williams, the J.R. Smiths. And the list goes on and on, man. You know. You need them players, man. So there's nothing wrong with be, being a starter most of your career. Then you you tail in uh, coming off the bench. I think of it like this. You know, you're probably making about the same amount of money, a little bit more money, but you're playing less, but you're being more effective. You know, sometimes people like all about who's starting and who's not starting, but sometimes it's all about, you know, execution and what the results come out of the game, whether you're playing 48 minutes, 10 minutes, or two minutes. So, you know. I like that with the uh, crew right there. So, I believe the Clippers going to do it. Tyron Lue, they're my favorite to come out the West. I know you got the defending champions, the Denver Nuggets, who still, you know, they they doing their thing up and down. Jamal Murray, Jokic, two-time MVP, Aaron Gordon. You know, they still got some players out there doing their thing. But will Denver have enough to repeat, man? I, I, I don't know yet. You know, it's hard to stop Joker, and then we – we forget to talk about how Jamal Murray do turn up in the playoffs. That Kentucky blood is in him, so he do turn up. So, you know, the next team I want to stay, I'm going to stay in L.A. real quick, the Lakers, man. 
I tried to tell y'all at the beginning of the year, they signed too many players, and it just wasn't going to work. If they would just re-sign the players they needed to have, added a one or two piece, and then waited to the trail line to see something, you would have cap space, you would have money, you would have, you know, space to add players. But now you had too many players. I mean, you add Spencer Dinwiddie, which I didn't even know they did that, but they cleared him by the ways. I kind of like that pickup. But I was trying to tell folks about this Gabe Vincent. You know, they were paying him a lot of money. I ain't really see him on the on the court like that. AD done played more than him. LeBron done played more than him. You know, Rory, you know, I don't know why Rory hasn't been playing like how he was last year. But, you know, recently I've been seeing him getting active. And I'm trying to tell you, like, the brother can ball. Like, he's 6'8", six, 6'10", six, with a shot, athletic, can move around. That's your, your Kyle Kuzma hybrid 2.0. You just got to use him and put him in the right spots. Austin Reeves doing his thing. And, you know, D'Angelo Russell is going to be the X factor. D'Angelo Russell, if he come out there and average 20, 25 in the playoffs, the Lakers can get to the Western Conference Finals. But if he not, it's going to be a tough struggle for them. But, you know, like I said, Austin Reeves, you know, he got to come in there and do their thing. They've been experimenting with players on and off the bench. I thought they would have had AD still at the four. I mean, at the, yeah, at the four, but they still got him at the five. The Jackson Hayes thing hasn't kind of been working out. They ain't really kind of got no bigs. So, you know, that's that's going to kind of maybe hurt them. I mean, they got bigs, but it wasn't how I thought. I thought they were going to have a bigs where AD wouldn't even have to play as much defense as he was. I mean, not saying you don't want AD playing defense, but I thought that big was going to be able to be another help defender for AD. So, you know. It's a lot going on with the Lakers. I ain't even get it, LeBron. That's crazy. I said, oh, they ain't talk about LeBron. You know, the LeBron last run. I said, like I said previously, years ago on my podcast, that uh, that bubble ring was going to be the best opportunity for LeBron to get one. And I said that was probably going to be his last one unless he go to a whole other team. But that's another subject for another day. And I'm going to give you one more team. I'm going to talk about one more team. You know, I ain't going to talk about the rookie of the year. I mean, Chet and uh, Wimby is close to close, but I think they're going to edge it out to Wimby because Chet, you know, he was supposed to be in the league last year. You know, he got hurt in the summer league, but I think they're going to edge it out. I would say maybe co-rookie of the year. They did that with Jason Kidd and uh, somebody else, I think, a while back. So, you know, why not do that sometimes, you know? Some players is out here just playing too good. But the last team I want to talk about is a – a sleeper, man. The Oklahoma City Thunder, man. Shot Gilders Alexander is that guy. MVP candidate. Chet Wimby is that guy. And they got Dort out there. They got Jalen uh, Williams out there. They got some players out there. They got talent. They can score. They can defend. They can shoot. They can do it all. They got a closer and shot. And he's, like I said, MVP. Top five MVP running. The man averaging 30. Every time I go on prize pick them, his stuff is 30, and he be hitting them 30 pieces just like that. So Oklahoma City Thunder is a team that can upset one of these big power teams. And, you know, I talked 11 minutes in, and ain't even get to the Phoenix Suns, the Golden State Warriors, the Miami Heat, you know, the Atlanta Hawks. There's a lot you can talk about. But this was only a little a sample, just a few questions I had going in to the season, you know, the second half of the season. You know, I, I still really believe, I think the Clippers got a good chance of going to the NBA Finals. I said that earlier, before they even the James Harden trade, you know, ever since the Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. 
Like I said, when them boys are healthy, they are the best two or three in the game right now. I'm just saying. But this your boy G-Pop coming in here with another one. You make sure you tune in, you subscribe, and you follow the G-Pappy Sports on all social media platforms. And we outie.